0: The opinions expressed on this Webmaster Radio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff management or advertisers of Webmaster Radio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO Coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO Coach, Jillian Musi. Welcome to CEO Coach, everyone. It's a beautiful rainy uh, Monday morning in Seattle, Washington. Hope wherever you are that the weather is fine. So today we're going to talk about some systems to put into place to take you through the fast stages of growth in companies, in service organizations. Basically, it's a congratulations. You've closed new business. Now what? I hear this more and more frequently, which is really good news for the economy, both in the States and around the world. Companies in the service sectors are growing, business services, business consulting, marketing consulting, and certainly search marketing consulting, which is the world where I live in. The fact that everybody's growing quickly is very exciting, but I'm running across the same kinds of issues as they move from very small teams to a larger organization. So as we move quickly through this euphoria to panic as soon as you've closed business, especially in a nice, large, new project, right, the question is how do you avoid those next steps of the famous rubric whose next step is assigning projects to the uninformed and incompetent and then moving on to accusations and other general mayhem? It's an amusing little rubric, but you really do want to avoid it. So I've got a few ideas that's going to help you get to the next stage of growth without losing either your hair or your sanity. Hang on, here we go. My first big tip would be the hiring process. Many folks who have very small teams, either only on their own or perhaps with two or three others, will wait to hire until they've landed a big project. They'll be thinking about it in the back of their heads. If we land, then we should hire but they don't take care of it in advance. What I'm suggesting is that you have a shortlist before that deal is closed, that you do most, if not maybe 90% of your hiring process before the deal is closed. If the deal does not close and you can't afford to hire anyone, then you decline everyone for the moment. Okay? But you will have your shortlist ready. Here's what it takes to get to a shortlist. The first thing you'll do is put out for a set of skill sets that you're looking for. And you know me, I hire for personality and corporate culture fit before anything else. So I'm going to strongly suggest again that you write in all about your corporate culture and make sure there's a good cultural fit. You will pull in a whole lot of folks looking for jobs. Once you do that, you'll be interviewing them, discussing everything from compensation to this corporate culture fit to their particular skill sets and so on. Give them a fair idea of when you expect that you'll be able to hire them. Um, Tell them exactly what project you'll be hiring them for. That says, we're working on closing a project right now. The requirements will be X, Y, and Z. We anticipate this project will close in about two to six weeks, whatever it is. Will you be available at that time? Get yourself down to a short list of folks who are interesting to you, interested in the project, want to work with you, are a good fit for your group, and then... You'll have to put them on hold. That's all there is to it. If they get hired away by other folks, have more than a few people on, or one person, rather, on your list. If you have a few, at least one will be available. You may need four, five, six, ten people should you close a very big project. In that case, I'm going to suggest that you get ready to hire folks on a 1099 outsource basis is what we call it here in the States. And around the world, it's simply outsourced or per piece or project basis. So... Once you've got this group in place, when you close the deal, you know your next step. Your next phone call is back to all these people. Let's get on with a project. They will have an idea of the skill sets they'll be required to be putting at the table here. They'll have an idea of what the project is about and so on and so forth. You don't have to share more than you should, but you should give them an idea in advance so that they know and they're prepared. That helps you hit the ground running. Second thing, be sure that your current team is up to speed on what you've sold. It's called a sales to customer service handoff. As the entrepreneur, chances are, you're out there closing the deals. You get out, you talk to folks, you make the connections, you do the networking, and you sell your own expertise. Back at the office, you have a team of somewhere between three and 20 or 30 people who are supposed to take care of these projects, who are supposed to execute. It's really hard as an entrepreneur to get past the I have to do it all myself. If you can't get past it, you will forever be a sole entrepreneur and a sole proprietor. If you can't get past it, you will never trust the people that you've hired to do the job to do it. Whatever they do, you will have to redo. Whatever they say, you will edit. Whatever they write, you will edit. Not good. You might as well have done it yourself. The rest of them are just window dressing. So critical pieces. If you've got yourself a current team already, make sure that they know what you're selling. When you get back from sales conversations, if you haven't taped the conversation, at least do a download dump of the hot points and bullet points that you know are really important to this customer or potential customer. You've got to message that to your team. This is what these guys really want, weekly reports. This is what the guys are focused on, uh, I don't know, uh, optimization of their landing page or optimizing that PPC campaign or absolutely getting to page one for these particular keywords. Whatever is their super hot button that you've agreed to take on, although there may be 20 or 30 other elements of the contract that you're about to sign with them, you know what their hot button is. You get that hot button pushed properly, and they will be happy. They will forgive you everything else if you get the hot buttons pushed. That's okay. Make sure your team knows it. If you're unaware of it yourself, chances are you're fumbling on a regular basis. You're doing great work, but somehow you can't get those customers to be really, really happy with you. The key is to know what it is they're super focused on. What's their hottest deal in the whole project that they've just given you? Once you know that, that's the piece you focus on when you report back to them. That's the stuff you focus on when you speak to them. And that's the thing you make darn sure is really going to come off well. Then you begin to fill up the cup with uh, you know, all the extra stuff. Think of it as this is the ice cream. Everything else, it's the nuts and the cherries and the fruits and the whipped cream and the whatever and the sprinkles and the topping off. But if there's no ice cream in there, this is not what they ordered. Make sure you understand it yourself and that you clearly delineate that to your staff. Second, your staff needs to know what it is that's in that contract, how much work is provided, whether it's by the hour, by the piece, by the whatever. You've got to be very, very clear with the entire group. They should be able to see the contract. Don't hide these things from your staff. It's inappropriate. If you have to hide what kind of money you make from your staff, you don't have a transparent organization. It's OK that they should know what the overheads cost on these things. You take in a hundred thousand dollars, you'll be lucky to make 10. and if you make 10, it means you can afford the move to the bigger space next time. You'll be plowing that back into your company so quickly it'll make your head spin. Your staff needs to understand that as well. Don't hide it from them. If you absolutely must take the money page off, but make sure that the staff, the entire staff gets a copy of what's in this contract, at least the scope of work. When they know exactly what's required and exactly what the limitations are, you will have to teach them how to manage those expectations. You're going to set the expectations with the client, both the good and the limits, and then you're going to teach your staff how to set those limits as well. This means when the client nibbles more and more and more, as you know, happens very frequently in service organizations, the staff that you've hired will be able to manage it and know what words you will parrot back to the customer. All right? How will you message to the customer that the company... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar.